Hey, yeah, this is GM and DM. Let's talk some D&D. I'm your host, Nadav Brand, a game master. And I'm Daniel Smith, a dungeon master. And on this show, we go through some D&D ideas for GMs, DMs, and players alike. Today, we are talking about constitution-based trap. Today, we're talking about constitution-based traps. What is constitution, and what is a constitution saving throw? So, well, according to the books, constitution measures your health, your stamina, and your vital force, whatever that is. Right. Okay. You can also note that, well, uh, there's no such thing as a constitution-based skill. There's no skill in D&D that is... uh, And I take issue with that. Yeah. At the, but at the same time, it, it does measure your endurance, right? The vital force, I guess that's kind of the idea. And it says a constitution check can model your attempts to push beyond your normal limits. A GM might call for a constitution check when you try to accomplish tasks like the following. Hold your breath, march or labor for hours without rest, go without sleep, survive without food or water, and quaff, the word, I swear, Quaff an entire stein of ale in oh. one go. <laughs> so anything missing from there? Uh, let's see. So 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 constitution um, includes like your health. Mm. I would say diseases, things like that. Mm. Things like resisting extreme cold. Actually, any kind of weather, extreme weather. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, tends to come under constitution checks. Like things like you know whipping desert winds and extreme heat in the heart of a volcano, that kind of thing. Right. Um, That's a fair point. I would say also, actually, one of the things that almost always involves a constitution check, any kind of necrotic effect that involves the body. So like uh, any like blight, for example, is a classic right. that requires a constitution save. Right. Because so, mm. it's, it's like it's poisoning your body. And well, speaking of uh, poison, so poison would be something that requires a constitution save. Most certainly. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. And I think one of the other things that is missing here is uh, concentration. Right. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's that a good catch. Yeah, I think most people that choose, you know, sorcerers is because they have uh, proficiency in constitution saving throw. Right. Yeah. So there we go. That's constitution. So basically, today for you, we have two traps that we each made ourselves. If you're tired of your poison gas and your poison flask and your poison whatnot, uh, here are two traps for you. And Daniel, you you can start with yours. I believe it's a very old one. Ah, yeah, it is. It's one I've I've used m- multiple times, uh, not for quite a while. And you know what? Going over it and adapting it a little for 5e, this is one of my favorite traps that I've ever made. I love it so much. All right, so nice. so we've got the time fracture chamber. So whoa, yeah. So this trap, uh, just like the last one, actually, uh, is designed to supplement an encounter, generally a combat encounter. Okay, so right, the player characters enter a circular chamber with this right many angled construct of light at its center throbbing like a heart okay and mm. when i've used this before i mean so originally bit of a spoiler regarding my kind of campaign settings uh, i i i used this for the heart of like a dying elven spaceship okay like a, oh, like a reactor core all right nice so over the top of this thing you have intricate carvings covering the ceiling depicting the passage of stellar time and this gives the players a kind of hint about what kind of forces are at play here not the depiction of time like seasons the depiction of time as in like planets moving you know constellations and stuff gotcha 
So at regular intervals in this room, there are thin channels, much like the channels that you'd expect water to run through, that go through the floor. Okay, And some of them, about half of them, I'd say, should originate from the light at the center of the room. And they extend outward. And they cut off just like midway through the uh, the, the room. Right? Okay. Okay. Hmm. So then some of them, though, they extend from the wall inwards. And again, they cut off around midway, like midway towards the light at the center. You want these channels to be stuttered, taking like little intermittent turns. So they create the impression of pathways through the room. So if if these were walls, you'd have to be stepping around them. All right. If you didn't want to step on them, you'd have to be moving in weird ways. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a maze. Kind of like a maze. Yeah, like a maze. It would look like a maze from the top down. But Mm -hmm. for the player characters, these things are just little lines in the floor. How small are we talking? So I would say you should describe them as like water channels, like like um, like sewage channels. You know. But is it like a five foot thing on the squares? Generally speaking, I would put them in the middle of a square. Right, so they they would go through squares, and if you right. land on those squares and try to move through them, you are yeah. you are going across this channel, right? Gotcha. Now, when moving clockwise from the entrance, moving through one of these lines is considered to involve half the distance it normally would. So that that square that you move through, essentially, you kind of skip it, right? As the PC suddenly feels themselves hurtle forward in time and space as they move through this. Okay. Okay. Now, when moving counterclockwise, however, stepping through one of these lines has a very different effect. So this uses a variant of the click rule. It, although here it's more like the vroom rule. Okay? <laughs> Great. Yeah. So the moment the PC steps on the channel, you should be telling them that suddenly space seems to stretch like taffy around them. And they feel themselves moving through an immense expanse. Their destination now appears to be far off in the distance. And they immediately have the option to either offer up any way of getting out of this that doesn't involve moving, right? Or to push through. So a way to get out would be something like teleporting or to, or, you know, having some kind of effect that dislocates you from where you are, right? Anything like that. Mm. Uh, Anything else they offer or the choice to push through this means taking a constitution save as the character basically ends up having to run in effect, for you know, a good six or seven hours to get to where they want to get to. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and if they fail, then when they get to the end, once they get to the other side of this channel, they immediately have a have a level of exhaustion, just instant. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Seven hours, just one level of exhaustion. Well, I would say you know, they're in some kind of weird dislocated space. You know, time is is, is mm. functioning strangely. Now, this trap, however, has cumulative effects. So the second time a PC attempts this, if they don't have water on them, they make their save at disadvantage, right? Because basically, they are running for ages without any kind of hydration, right? And if they try this a third time, then they make the save. They just make the save at disadvantage. doesn't matter what they have on them. They are are constantly pushing their body to the limit, right? So the more and more they try to do this, the harder it's going to get. So, what if they decide to decide not to run? So basically, here's how I would describe it: like, there's no going back. You either can teleport out of this, or you can run forwards or walk forwards, right? And if you walk forwards, you're still walking for ages. You're still going to be really tired. It's going to take you mm. longer to get to where you want to get to, which means you're going to be like, you'll just be tired as a result of you know 
being up for ages. And regardless how long they walk or run, when they come out, it's just been six seconds? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's more like, like space has just been kind of stretched out. Time has been stretched out. By the time they get to the end, basically no time has passed you know, to everyone else. But to them, they've been running or walking for quite some time, right? Awesome. So uh, again, this trap is meant to be used during a combat encounter, like generally. I mean, you can actually put an effect like this anywhere you want. But this whole chamber is designed to kind of be uh, used with combat in mind. If you're going to pull off something like this, use enemies with movement shenanigans, like th enemies that can teleport or that don't care about exhaustion, like constructs or undead, right? So the players are having to kind of, you know, maneuver around these things or take big risks in order to jump through the lines, right? Mm. Or they're choosing to kind of use the speed up effect of going clockwise to take them all the way around the room. Right. Ah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, and this ends. You end up with an encounter that has a lot of weird movement stuff going on, and you have, you know, you have players really considering their options and thinking, ah, "Do I want to do this? Do I want to like take two turns to swing around at high speed, or do I need to get there right now and 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 risk this check? Because obviously, exhaustion mm -hmm. is an awful thing to like. You know, once you rack up three of those. Yeah, you know, you're, it's bad. you're heavily, uh, yeah, you're heavily incapacitated at that point. At that point. Um, so, yeah, a, a little favorite of mine. Uh, I would say again, I use this for the uh, the core of an Elven spaceship, but really, you can chuck this in as like uh, I don't know something in the a temple of a time god or something like that. Obviously, it's not mm. a, a pit trap. Put it in a place appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome, man. That's, uh... Thanks very much. Yeah, and now uh, I want to hear yours. Let's see, let's hear it. Yeah, so this trap, I call it the slow waters. Right. And basically what it is, is that your party is told to go to some sort of underground temple or whatnot. And there's a secret entrance to get in there because the entrance was buried years ago, the real entrance. Eons ago. Exactly, eons ago. And there's a secret entrance at the bottom of a very deep well. Uh-huh. Uh, just outside of town. So you need to be able to swim down the well all the way down and open this secret entrance. It's nearly like a skill constitution challenge rather than a trap, per se, because they're doing it by choice. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's more like a puzzle. Right. So I'm guessing right? the check kind of comes in at a certain point when they're swimming. Yeah, because... So basically holding your breath is you can hold it up to one minute plus your con mod. Per minute, right? So let's say you have a plus one, you can hold it for two minutes. Yeah. Uh, with a minimum of 30 seconds, apparently. Like okay. if you have okay. minus, I guess if, if you have a minus. Yeah. If you're a super weakling, yeah. Yeah, 30 seconds. Okay, so now how is this trap designed, right? You have a well and you can just jump into the well, but you don't know how deep it is. So there is some investigation and some players can think of, you know, swim speed or, you know, if they have a druid, maybe it's an animal like for the water or whatever. Like there's all sorts of ways to get around this. But if they don't, you need to go all the way down to the bottom of the well. And the way this secret entrance opens is if you just stand on the entrance at the bottom of the well for a whole minute without uh, moving. Okay. Okay, cool. But the thing is, is getting down the well. Yeah. takes two minutes to swim now and it uh, takes you one minute to swim up okay right oh <laughs> right? i see I, I see where we're going okay the other thing is is that there are some friendly fish 
in the well that are by chance piranha and by chance electric. Right? All right, okay. So they, I, they cause they all do all sorts of saving throws in like in a certain so area. Basically, you've created a torture device. So like, exactly. Brilliant. All right. Now the thing is, is that they need to figure out that they need to stay there for a minute, and they need to have actually somebody staying there for a whole minute, right? Without you know. Dying. Losing his breath or dying or whatever. <laughs> now, the thing is, is that it takes two minutes to go down and one minute to go up if you're swimming, right? Yeah. Um, but if, for example, you have heavy armor, then maybe it takes you <laughs> one minute to go down because you sink faster, <laughs> two minutes to go up because it's harder to swim upward, right? Right. Now, the, the really interesting thing is what happens when you take damage, right? And this is where the constitution saving throw comes into play, which is if you take a bite from one of these fish and you lose your con save, then you lose 30 seconds of your... Of, oh, okay. Of, of air. Of breath. Right? Yeah. Of breath. Okay. Um, so it creates this sort of time management sort of game where you're, you're trying to figure mm. out who can go down there, who can make it back, and like, or who can make it back if things go awry, and you know, mm. who can actually you know, take this kind of thing. Exactly. And you can make it really interesting by introducing perhaps some hiding spots for the fish and that maybe oh, yeah. the, the fish only get out when somebody's actually on the plate. So that oh, it creates okay. this kind of, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that they don't, they're not just there all the time. So you're lured in by it being a kind of easy sort of, and then, hmm. yeah, interesting. Exactly. Well, that was Constitution-Based Traps, two different traps. And stay tuned for our next episode where we will be talking about Strength-Based Traps. And until next time... <laughs> strength. <laughs> until next time, this was GM and DM. And remember, you can always blame the dice. Bye, everyone. Or Daniel. <laughs>